welcome back to our podcast. We are Chad and Tracy Studebaker. So we've decided to change the name of our podcast just to reflect our purpose of the podcast. So welcome to Studebaker's On a Roll. And I personally want to apologize for our first podcast because we were all over the place and I apologize. Lots of mistakes, but as they say, we learn from our mistakes. So yeah, and I think honestly, I think it went well. Um, but in any relationship and in life, you have different perspectives from different people. So take it for what it's worth. All right. So for today's podcast, we're going to talk about finances. I know this is not a fun topic to discuss, but we're in a new year. And we would like to point out some tips for everyone that we have. Um, we're in a new year and a lot of people are trying to get a handle on their finances. Lots of people are trying to pay off their Christmas present debt um, or start starting to save for vacations and probably a lot of other things. So wait a second. Why do you say this is not a fun topic to discuss? Because a lot of people just don't like to talk about finances. It's not a fun topic. I, mean, I disagree. I love talking about it. You're a numbers it. guy. I'm not a numbers person. Well, maybe, perhaps you should say it like that. I think finances are incredibly, first of all, sexy. And I think <laughs> oh finances are uh, in, incredibly challenging and uh, rewarding to some degree because it's the result of efforts that you've put in. No, I would agree with that, but it's just when somebody hears the word finance, it's like sometimes their heart sinks. It just depends on where you are in life with finances. Hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it just has everything to do with what your personality type is. All right, so why, Chad, do you think finances are important in life? Well, I, I think finances are the basis for which we trade things, um, uh, you know, for example, we trade our efforts in for money. And then in turn for money, we trade for products or services so, such as food, uh, housing, clothing, activities, etc. And I think unless you're living in a commune uh, and you're, uh, or living in a communist country, your efforts uh, dictate uh, your finances, and it's just a, the ability to trade for something. <clears throat> so I think finances are incredibly, incredibly important in a first-world country. Uh, you need finances, and it's really an important part of life. And quite frankly, it's a good way. It's a we have to relate to money in order to get what we need and and we need things from other people so we have to relate to people through money if you will no that's a good i like that analogy that's good um why do you think money's important i mean i it's important because we have to live of course we have bills we have to you know have a place to live a home whether it's an apartment a house renting um and you're right, it's it's a service that we, we go to work to receive money to live on. So it, it is like it's a trade, as you said. Um, the one thing I do, not to go off the topic, but I do get excited when our kids, as our oldest one is working and he's making money, it's kind of fun to, hey, what was your first paycheck? How much was it? And then 
it's really fun how they say, well, why are all these taxes taken out? Like, you know, young kids these days don't understand why there's taxes taken out, which is not a fun. Yeah, I think we're getting topic. getting to the area of our life where we're able to relate these tough discussions to our kids and for them to find out for themselves. Absolutely. I think as long, I mean, finances are important in life, you know, for everybody, like you said, but I think what I want to make sure my kids know is that all of our finances are given to us from God and it's his money and it's how we manage his money. Oh, that's a great point. I love that. I want to make sure our kids understand that. Yeah, it's true that um, these are God's resources. God gave us the efforts. God gave us our bodies. God gave us our talents, our characteristics, our traits, etc. And, and uh, through that, we're a- we are able to earn money. It's not because of ourselves. It's because of God and what he blesses with us. So in that frame, um, the money that we earn, it's God's money. A lot of people... Uh, especially Christians, try to frame it in the perspective, it's my money, why, you know, why would I give it away? But if you put it in perspective of it's God's in the first place, then it changes the frame of reference. I think it's a really important key. That's a good point, Tracy. So, Chad, how did you grow up and understand finances from your parents? Ooh, boy, you're going to have to cut me off. This is going to be a long-winded, folks. I I grew up in a I grew up in a uh, I was the fourth member of my family, a fourth uh, child, <clears throat> and so there, I have three older siblings. And quite honestly, we had other foster kids and um, exchange students, etc. So I had a lot of exposure to other people, etc. But we lived on a farm. Uh, my dad grew up on a farm. My mom did not, but she certainly grew up uh, understanding the uh the work ethic etc so we uh, we grew up always doing things on our own uh, baling hay uh, feeding the animals uh, gardening and making efforts to save money uh, by growing things ourselves not only because it's natural but um, it's just a, a good use of the land kind of thing so we grew up they go, no, this is a little bit off topic, but this gives you a little background of the way I grew up in that um, my parents were both uh, grew up as teachers and um, my mom um, uh, continued to teach and um, we, uh, my father worked in the state uh, government uh, for other topics, uh, uh, etc. So... So yeah, so I, I, I in the country, and uh, we did have all the things ourselves. So for example, we raised uh, honeybees so that we could uh, have apples. Apples turned into apple cider, apple butter. We raised chickens. We butchered chickens and had them throughout the year. So we uh, kept a lot of these resources in our house, canned them, froze them, etc. So uh, it, I guess to explain that we really used a lot of the resources on the land, but I grew up where my dad, uh, he was always a good negotiator uh, in getting things, parts or things that we needed for the farm, for the tractors, for the truck, for the vehicles, etc. And I remember specifically my mom would sit down every Saturday with a ledger 
uh, uh, and coffee and go over the bills, what bills needed to be updated. She kept a very tight ledger as if she was taught a very strict accounting principles. Um, kind of a little bit uncommon because I don't think a lot of people did that. But, you know, they had personal loans uh, from neighbors that they did on napkins to buy land and uh, various things of that nature. Um, and she just kept... Uh, so. I always was the curious one in our family of all my siblings. I always used to ask my parents how much money they made and how much they purchased land for. Yeah, it seems silly, but uh, but that's just my nature. That's how you learned. Yeah, that's how I learned. And so I grew up in a very frugal family, uh, but yet we did things, traveled overseas, etc. So uh, we even cut wood and delivered cords of wood every year, 14 cords of wood every winter. Um, uh, just to make some more money and keep us in shape kind of thing. So uh, not to be too long-winded, but that was kind of my background uh, of uh, growing up and learning about money in our parents' home. I mean, we had allowance and things of that nature. I think we got 10 cents for every year old we were on a weekly basis. Hmm. Um, um, So, But we had to earn it. It wasn't just given to us. We had to uh, achieve certain goals. You had to do a service. Yep. Yeah, so that was that was very important. Um, yeah, and I, 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 you know, and I love that background. To be honest with you. All right. So when you left home, how did you learn about finances and use your money? Hmm. There's where things went off the rails. I think when I went to college, I think I got a credit card uh, and probably maxed it out um, to twelve hundred dollars or something like that. I. You know, I fell for those applications on campus, get a free T-shirt and that type of stuff. And um, but I think for the most part, I, I you know I took student loans when I went to college, um, and they weren't quite like they are out of hand now. But um, I think when I left college, I maybe had fifteen thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars worth of student loans or something of that nature. Um, and then when I started working, you know, I you know I was paying things off, but you barely make any money when you're uh, starting out right. uh, I think I was making 20 grand or something like that my first job maybe 19.5 or something like that um, so you know I, I think I was very I'm always very frugal like I didn't eat out a ton um, but I wasn't making a ton either so you know paying my bills etc and, and I managed uh, but yeah I guess that's kind of kind of it for me in terms of my youth at least prior to getting married so i'll back at you tracy what about you how did you grow up and learn about finances from your parents and in your household so my dad um taught me more about the finances he he worked um and then my mom was a stay-at-home mom so a lot of my questions i would go to my dad with with finances the one thing that he told me to do, and I definitely do not agree with it now that I'm an adult, is to get a credit card for an emergency. <laughs> and I think a lot of people did that, at least when I was growing up. And now I'm like, that's almost like, here, get a credit card because it's free money. And then you get a bill at the end of them. Like, I, that's just not something I promote for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, he pretty much paid, um, obviously paid for everything because he you know, was the breadwinner. Um, but when I moved out at 19, I had asked him, you know, just about basic questions about finances and, 
you know, debt. And my dad did not believe in debt. Um, and he said he had learned that ironically from my mom's dad, who, um, he says was more of his inspiration of, you know, being debt free and saving money. Uh, so I always hoped that I would be in that same boat. And then of course, just like you, when I moved out on my own, I had that credit card and then I saw other Kohl's, Hey, you can get this deal. And then really got myself in a bad, um, debt situation. Then of course went to that, Hey, you can pay off your debt by paying one payment, you know, whatever those places are called, those collection places, or I forget what they're called. debt consolidation? Yes, thank you. And so, yeah, so not a great, um, did finally get out of it. Then, you know, my first marriage, I, you know, we divorced and that. I had a lot of debt that I carried from that marriage. So, but that's how I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about how I grew up, but that's just pretty much my dad. Well, any my... other principles that you learned? I mean, bad spending habits, good spending habits? Um, I honestly, it's just hard. Like, I feel like, if, I mean, we never wanted for anything. Like, we definitely, like, you know, the Christmas list. I remember my sister and I, oh my gosh, that one year, we wanted Jordache jeans. Like, it was like the big thing. Everybody wanted Jordache jeans, and I don't even know why. You, you look back, and then you laugh, but um, we got those. But we never wanted for anything. It was just, um, it's really hard. It was just, everything was just black and white. So we didn't really sit down and have, like, a long conversation about it, I guess. So you didn't talk about it in your household? Not really. I mean, like, if I had questions, I would ask my dad, but we really didn't. Um, I mean, if we couldn't afford something, we were told, hey, we can't afford that. I mean, I laugh because there's some fun memories that we we would go to. And I, I think I learned this at a later age because I didn't understand it, you know, at the time. But my dad would say, hey, let's go. Let's go to Wendy's and we'll have dinner, you know, there. And we always ate in the car. <laughs> and I never understood why are we sitting in the car? And here it's because, you know, when you go to a restaurant, even if you go to fast food and you eat inside, they charge you you know, to eat in there. Mm. And that's why he was thinking, well, why, why do we have to pay? We can go sit in the car. It's warmer. So, I mean, I kind of laugh at those situations now, but. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this is interesting, right? Because everybody comes to finances from a different perspective, right? We're a product of our Mm -hmm. environment. We're a product of the way our parents grew up or the influences we had when we left home. And I think that's really important to kind of understand how you are, who you are. And I think, when Tracy and I uh, took a finance class, we learned that uh, Tracy is a uh, free spirit, mm-hmm. meaning she does she likes to spend money and not think about it. Uh, not that she overspends or anything like that. She just doesn't like to think about it. Um, and I love finances, and so I'm the nerd. And I think that's really interesting as a couple in any relationship that you clearly understand what that means and uh, how you relate to each other because of that actually mm-hmm. so that brings us a little bit to kind of when we got married and uh, we started kind of figuring things out or you know what do you think our overall philosophy was on money when we first got married or how we handled thing how we handled things what do you think well I mean I feel like I think we were both free spirits for a little bit, you know, because we, and then we had a lot of things that we needed money for. Um, but I was bringing debt, 
you know, to our marriage, which is not always a, a fun thing. You had some credit card debt. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like we wanted to be in the right place, but we didn't know how to get there. I think is where I'm. Well, I, I can lead into that story because of Kohl's <laughs> or some other things. Tracy thought it was a good idea to get a home equity line of credit. <laughs> and I guess I would, obviously I went along with it. Right. I, I didn't. You signed the paper. Uh, I, I signed the papers. I wasn't an advocate because you still had debt regardless. Right, right. Um, but for a long time, we just kept using that home equity line of credit like it was a bank account. I know, yeah. And not paying it off. Yes, it was a lower interest rate and... Uh, yes, it was only one payment versus all these other payments, but um, it's really embarrassing now that I think about it. Yeah, you know, you develop these strategies or these ways of living, either you plan, or you plan ahead, or you fail to plan, mm-hmm. and that kind of brings us um, to where we have gone on our journey. It was in church, and a lot of churches provide. Um, classes or teaching on relationships, mm-hmm. parenting, marriage, children, um, and even money. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, biblical uh, teachings as well. You know, but there was this class that I'd always wanted to take, and this is it was called uh, Financial Peace. And I didn't know anything about it other than I knew it was going to be about finances. And um, I, I don't know if I had to convince you uh, to go to the class. If a you little he- bit. Hesitant. I knew it's a, it's one of those things where I knew I had to go, but I really didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. So I think we had been going along in our marriage. I guess probably this is about ten years along, right? And we mm-hmm. started that home equity line of credit, and um, um, so we were kind of plugging along. And we took this class. I think it was in. January 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, well, what what, do you, what what's the class about? What do we learn? What yeah, give the give the crowd a so little bit I, of synopsis? Yeah, I don't know if anyone's heard of Dave Ramsey or even just the per- perspective we had in the first couple of weeks. Of yeah, the class. I mean the first it was is interesting. Of you know the first part of it was you know you can do this, and I, I remember hearing that in the back of my head. You can do this. Like I've been there. You know, speaking from the Dave Ramsey, you could hear him say, I've been there, you can do this. And so that kept playing in my head. And then I looked at our list of debts. They made you list out what debt you have and then to debt snowball it. So you would do um, the smallest one first. And now I understand, you know, after you do it, everybody understands why they do it that way because it's like, wow, check that off your list because that one's done. And then you go to the next one. So it was really... I really thought that was interesting in the first couple classes, but the very first thing they have you do is um, save a thousand dollars, like sell something, come up with a thousand dollars. And I really thought that was a good challenge because I mean, if you, and you had a week, so that's, you've got a week to figure out how to come up with a thousand dollars. Some people struggled, some people could do it. Some people could save more than a thousand. So those are the two big things that I remember like so clear of the class. That yeah, I, really I mean, I don't think the total expectation is you save $1,000 in one week. Most people don't even make that in a week. But, yeah, but just selling things. But like yeah, selling things. So home. it's really uh, kickstarting your savings plan. Right. And uh, that opens us up to 
describe a little bit about uh, FPU, uh, also known as, or AKA Financial Peace University. Um, now, do you remember? There's uh, seven baby steps. Uh, oh. Let's see if she knows the first one. You have to save a thousand dollars. Save a thousand dollars. The second baby step. It's debt snowball. Is debt snowball. So you take all of your debt, ex- excluding the mortgage, but all everything else that you owe money. And yes, even a cell phone, making payments to the cell phone company is a debt. By the way, folks. Um, so you take all those debts, you list them smallest to largest, and you start to uh, pay the minimum payment on all of them. Uh, and any money left over, you start to pay more onto the sh- uh, smallest one. And then you get that paid off. And then you add that X amount of dollars you're paying towards that, towards the next uh, debt. And, and you do that a couple times. And that amount that you're paying towards the next smallest becomes larger and larger each time you pay it off. Now, they say the average, uh, do you remember what they say the average time to pay off your debt is? I don't remember. Yeah, it's about 24 months. Uh, is the, So this isn't a, a get-rich-quick. No. This isn't a, a, a scheme uh, to invest your money elsewhere, etc. It's just to God's principles of uh, handling money. And he says uh, in Proverbs uh, that uh, you should own no man any money. Otherwise, you become a slave to whoever you owe money to. So the that brings us to the third baby step. Which is the emergency fund. Yes, fully funded emergency fund. And what's that mean? You have to figure out what it's going to take, um, what your expenses are, what you can live on. And then you can do three months is the average. So you do three months of what you can live on in those three months. I personally go with nine to 12 months just because I like to have a cushion. That's just my personal opinion. That's not Dave's opinion. Yeah, I think uh, the Ramsey Solution Group says three months if you very, very stable job. Uh, and uh, if you feel like you have a risky job, up to six months. And like Tracy said, uh, she basically alluded, she's got an extra security gland that needs filled. And so she wants to have an emergency fund for the emergency fund. Correct. And uh, that just makes her feel comfortable. And, and, you know, that's part of the relationship and learning what the other person needs, et cetera. So third baby step, you uh, pay off all your... You, no, you, this, that's third. Third is emergency fund. Yeah, you pay off all your debt. And what's the fourth one? No, third is the emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So what's the fourth one? Pay off all your debt. Or wait, sorry. <laughs> baby step number one, a $1,000 emergency fund. Baby step two, two debt, debt snowball. snowball. Number three... Emergency fund. Fully funded emergency fund. And uh, debt number four, uh, step number four uh, would be to start contributing 15% of your income towards retirement. Correct. And then uh, baby step number uh, five. Five, six, and seven are always blurry to me. I feel like well, there's only together. six. No, Not- there's seven. Um, anyhow. <laughs> Just so the next baby step would be, uh, oh, yes, 15% towards your retirement. Um, So you can either do gross or net. Mm -hmm. And you want to do that either uh, uh, in a 401k if there's matching or an IRA. And then the next step would be um, paying down the mortgage. 
Correct. Um, and then uh, the sixth step uh, would be uh, saving for your kid's college education. Yes. Um, in, uh, uh, f- uh, what are the plans? 529 plan mm-hmm. or an ESA uh, education savings account, etc. Um, and then uh, the seventh step. Yes, there would is be, seven. <laughs> would be when everything's paid off. Or, you know, you're, you're paid off the mortgage uh, and you may still be contributing to kids' college education um, and continuing to pay for your retirement, but uh, you no longer have a house payment and uh, you're basically debt-free at that point. And so those are really important uh, concepts that we learned in 2014 and have successfully uh, followed their steps since then. So you, you skipped over what seven is, though. You you live and give like no one else. Yeah, very important point. Thank you, Tracy. That's uh, It's true. Once you don't owe anybody any money, uh, you are free to do with God's money what he wants you to do, which is to help other people. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you secure your own family's future. Uh, uh, and uh, God says that very clearly in the Bible, that you secure your own family's future first, and then you can help others uh, through giving, uh, through your mm-hmm. efforts, through your time, uh, and in other type of things. So that's kind of a little bit about our journey. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, first 10 years of marriage, and then perhaps the last eight years of marriage, Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, um, where, where are we at on the baby steps, Tracy? I'll let you tell us. So we, the we, audience we're we yeah, uh, for our audience, we have been very fortunate, very blessed. This is nothing about us, of course, but we've uh, been uh, decent stewards of God's money, uh, at least through now, and uh, we owe nobody any money. And, um, in fact, we've paid for our last four or five cars with cash, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, we're able now to really plan significantly more for the future and some of our future goals. Perhaps later in some other podcasts we'll kind of go over those goals, etc. But um, what do you think, Tracy? So we're here in January. Right. People just got uh, laden, uh, got the bill probably for their Christmas presence in a credit card statement and some mm-hmm. other things. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the way we plan ahead and decide where our money is going. Yeah, before we do that, I just want to do a shout out to Jeff and Julie for um, introducing us to financial peace. Yeah, that's so a true statement. Sure. Our good friends, uh, J&J, uh, set us up. Uh, we followed the principles that they were coordinating. And because of them, uh, because of of course, God and his wisdom, uh, we were able to achieve all seven baby steps. That's correct. Yeah. So how we plan ahead. So Christmas, and I know, you know, I always um, remember when I was growing up too, my mom always had, she was in the Christmas club. So what we do, what Chad and I do to well, save. Well, I, I kind of want, yeah, we'll save those tips for yeah. the end. Oh, I thought we were working on that. Sorry. Uh, but but uh, I, I want to, how do we decide where our money is going? 
we set goals and priorities. We have, you know, we meet together and talk about where we want to put money, what we're going to save for the year, you know, what we're saving for, what we're spending money on. Mm. We do it together. We, everything is, it's our money, so we do it together. Yes. What's that nasty word that people refer to that as? <laughs> debt? Absolutely not. It's not debt. What? It's called a budget. Oh, that's not a four-letter word. <laughs> no, I'm talking about how we set our goals and priorities. We do a budget. Right. We set our budget. We decide where we want to spend our money. We set the budget down. We put it on paper. And then we direct our money accordingly. And I think that's a really important step that a lot of people don't do. I think my personal opinion is that a lot of people, one person handles the money. Right. And I think that's unwise. I think that two people both in a relationship, a marriage, uh, should equally participate in that discussion and that burden or uh, in the successes of that. Right. No, I agree. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent, I shouldn't say mom, stay-at-home parent, you should still be part of that process. Even if you're not like literally going out and making money to bring into the home, you should still be part of the process of budgeting. Yeah, because once you're married, whose money is it? It's everybody's money. Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, it's the parents, but it's I mean, they're... our you know, money, right? Yeah. It's the we. Right. It's the French word for yes. It's we. Right. And... Um, yeah, and I think that's part of the relationship and how you relate to money via finances. Again, one's a free spirit and the other one's a nerd, a uh, uh, a, ner- a nerd wallet. I, I guess I'm trying. The words are escaping a me. A nerd wallet. Me, meaning oh. you're the nerd, the finance nerd. Right. Um, and you. Like, I'm the free spirit. You're the nerd. Yeah. But I don't know. I've kind of come over to the nerd side a little bit. Yeah, how so? Well, I have to have more than a three-month emergency fund. Mm -hmm. And I catch myself going shopping going, ooh, I really like that. But do I really need that? So I kind of catch myself. um, There's things I really would love to go out and shop for, but then I'm like, I like the situation I'm in now, so I don't think I need to do that. It's really interesting because you think about uh, how you relate to money and how... We've gone through this journey, but it does make you rethink things. Mm-hmm. What is it I need? Mm-hmm. What is it I want? And what is it I have to have? Very few things in life we really have to have. Right. I'd rather travel. So I think about those things when I'm shopping. Like, do I need that? Or that could go to yeah. my travel fund. Now, I'm not boasting or anything here, but uh, how old is your vehicle, Tracy? It is a 2008 Honda Pilot. So it's 14 years old, mm-hmm. almost actually 15 years old. And it's my favorite car. Yeah. Uh, why is it your favorite car? Because it's paid for, it's cute, it runs. Mm. Yeah. And I've got uh, a fantastic 2003 Honda Pilot, <laughs> which is five years older than Tracy's. It's about ready to die. <laughs> and uh, it definitely, uh, we're holding on for dear life. God's blessed me so far, but... Uh, we're rusting out, uh, tires are balding, uh, but still love that thing. So that brings us into how do we 
what are some of our tricks that we save um, and plan ahead? So going back to the Christmas, um, we have a, an account that we put money in starting, I believe, is it January each year? Well, you were telling a story about how you, yeah, so when, when you I was, were growing up. Yeah, when I was growing up. So my mom had what they call, and they still have them, I think, a Christmas club. So I think that's when you would go to the bank and you would say, hey, I want to put money in my Christmas club. And I remember going to the bank with her and she would do that. And then that would, you know, by the time Christmas came, she could go spend money on Christmas, which I thought was a great, you know, genius idea. So we do something very similar, but we do it, uh, our, like we have money that goes into an account that we don't even, I don't think I even see it. I don't know if you look at it. Yeah, but, I look at it. But yeah, we started around November. Yeah. Um, uh, for the following year, that way, uh, around the 1st of November, you can take the money out and mm-hmm. you can, whatever amount you want to spend on Christmas, you know, budget it, you mm-hmm. plan ahead for your money, and then you divide those payments based on how you get paid throughout the year and that's how much you're going to contribute to it. Right. So I, that's always been a good plan for us for the last, gosh, I think maybe six, seven years we've done it that I remember way. when we first started, we contributed $10 a week. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big whopping $520. And maybe that's pretty big for some people, $520 for Christmas. Right. Yeah, that's um, a lot. It certainly uh, could be. And uh and honestly, we could do Christmas for five hundred twenty dollars mm-hmm. nowadays. We we choose to do a little bit more because we do some extra things or some fun things with it. But yeah, I think that's a great way. And then vacation, we do the same, very similar. We put money into an account for that as well mm-hmm. to save for our vacation. So because the one thing I love about not owing anybody money is I really hate going on vacation, and then you come back. And, oh, yeah, here's your bill from the credit card statement from all these things. We don't have that anymore. So when you save for vacation, you pay cash for everything. So there's no bill at the end of the trip. And that's my favorite part of vacation. Yeah. Can you think about your wallet, Tracy, and name something we don't have? A credit card. We don't have credit cards. So the only way we can spend money is by debit card. Or cash. Or cash. Mm -hmm. Meaning... You have to have the money in the bank to spend it. Right. And so that kind of helps us and forces us to stay within our budget. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And then I'll let you talk about the cars. And yeah, so we so we do uh, this for a lot of different categories, but this is huge. A lot of people get like a broken air conditioner at home or a furnace at home or your car needs an oil change or you get in an accident or you need a water pump or radiator or something happens, you need new tires. And people don't really think ahead about that. And that's where we've gotten the best out of God's resources is that we just set our goals and we, over the years, have fine-tuned what we spend our money on and so that the money is sitting there. We we have an annual budget for car maintenance. Um, and if we don't use it, it just builds up for the next year or however we use it. And so we've always got the money. You know, when we get a $1,000 bill like we've had over the years several times, um, you know, it hurts to pay that bill, but we have the cash to do it. We get in an accident. Tracy was hit by a deer or I was hit by a deer. We get the cars repaired. No one likes to write that kind of check, but, uh, but we did. 
and 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 um, we we have that the money saved uh, for that. And and if we didn't, we'd have the emergency fund anyhow. And if you get in a car accident, of course, that's an emergency kind of thing. But um, right. you know, we do that for uh, our next car. Um, mm -hmm. I heard this. Um, I heard this strategy years and years ago. I heard these great money making uh, these great money uh, saving tips in college and after college, and I never really applied them. But imagine that you pay cash for a car, and then the next car you uh, are saving up for while you're instead of making payment to the bank, you make a payment to yourself. And by the time that old car is done, then you've got enough money to pay for another car maybe it's a brand new car maybe it's a used car but it's a new car to you so you just keep doing that and, and over time you actually get better and better cars by saving that money aside so really the 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 net result of all of this is planning ahead and mm -hmm. deciding where your money is going and that's worked really well for us right it and i know everybody's situations can be different like you know College, I know college is a big one for everyone that's, you know, making payments on that. So I know everybody's situation is different, but we're just wanting to give you some tips that we use, mm -hmm. um, you know, with Christmas and vacations and cars. And um, so let's go to the, the word that we don't like, the four-letter word of debt. So, Chad, what are your thoughts on debt? I've grown to have a disdain for debt and owing somebody money. And I hope never to do that again, including if we ever move houses, uh, to not owe anybody any money. Um, right. And uh, debt takes away happiness, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, some people don't think about it if it's a credit card, or some people don't think about it as a mortgage. It's so stressful. It's yeah. very stressful. Um, and uh, the fact that we don't... If Tracy or I lose our jobs... We're going to be okay. We Everything's paid for. Uh, we don't owe anybody, and we have an emergency fund. There's a, a tremendous amount of peace with that. Right. And so having debt is a burden. Some For some people, I think it's subconscious. They don't think about it. But imagine if they didn't have that. Imagine the, the release of stress that they would have. Right, right. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to end on finances, unless you have anything else to say about finances. Yeah, I just think um, if anybody asks us for recommendations, um, uh, I think uh, there's just a couple resources that I could give people. One is listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast, radio show, mm -hmm. wherever you get podcasts, it's available anywhere. I heart. Uh, Spotify, um, Google, Apple, whatever. Uh, this is not a paid endorsement. He doesn't need any endorsements. <laughs> the, the point is, listen to other people, how they are handling their money and the advice that they get. It will inspire you. Tracy and I have taught, subsequently to, to taking the class, uh, Tracy and I have taught FPU for probably, I think, five or six seven times we've taught FPU to other people and we get so much joy out of other people getting on their journey mm -hmm. and getting out of debt it's it's a huge burden to people and we hope to help 
anybody and everybody that'll listen to it. So if you have any, uh, uh, if you want to learn more, uh, certainly you could contact us. But uh, read the book Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. You can get it at your library or buy it. It's 10 bucks, And listen to the podcast and be faithful. It's not a here today, gone tomorrow thing. It's not a whimsical thing. It's not one of these New Year's resolutions where you do it for a month and then you give up. Uh, children do what feels good. Do, children do what feels good. Adults devise a plan and act accordingly. And that's called discipline. That's the best advice I can give to anybody. Do you have any other thoughts, Tracy? I don't. No. Oh, I thought you had something special for the end of the podcast. I do. I'm getting to, I thought you meant for like on the finance. So, yes. That's your cue, Tracy. Huh? That's yes, your cue. Yes, I get it. That's what I was just getting to. So, last time we ended our podcast with a joke. So, I've decided that's going to be our new thing. We're going to end our podcast with a joke because this one's really, really corny. But um, relating to. Um, finances that we just talked about. Chad, why did the man put his money in the freezer? So he could have cold, hard cash? <laughs> yes. Oh, I got it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, job. we're going to have to work on those folks uh, because that seemed pretty obvious to me. But <laughs> Okay, so you, maybe you'll, you may not, I have one more. You may not get this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If marriage is grand, then what is divorce? A less, uh, uh, two grand? Ten grand. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was a little close okay. on that one. They were corny, but. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we just want to thank everybody for listening. You can listen to these podcasts anywhere uh, that uh, you, you listen to podcasts on Google uh, Play. You can thank listen to on Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, I Heart Podcast, um, uh, and I think Spotify as yeah, well. Spotify. So, yeah, So uh, we appreciate any feedback that anybody has, uh, any topics that you're interested to hear about. Uh, but we'll continue on our journey and just walk through some ideas that we have and uh, take any feedback that you guys have for us, you, things you do like, things you don't like that we're talking about. That'd be great. Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening.